Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, friend. Welcome back to this week's show. I'm so excited to be back with you today. And I was kind of wondering, do you know that I offer business coaching? Yeah, like I, I coach Etsy sellers and all kinds of entrepreneurs and business owners. It's it's actually one of my favorite things that I do. Um, I love to connect with someone just like you and help you flesh out your vision, answer your questions, and point you towards tools and strategies that can get you closer to your goals. And every single session like that is totally different. But for this episode, I thought it would be kind of fun to let you listen in on a coaching session. (laughs) I had one recently with a sweet friend of mine, and she was very brave and bold to let me share it with you. And she's launching an Etsy shop for handmade carved ornaments and small wood signs. They are darling. And she offers several seasonal and personalized choices. It's so great. I was really excited. And Julia and I actually used to work together many, many moons ago, back in my corporate days at USAA. And we recently reconnected. We've been like Facebook buds, but not necessarily on the phone. But we 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 got on a call to because she found out that I was I could give her some pointers on launching her Etsy shop. So I was so excited to get to visit with her. It was wonderful. I was able to answer her questions. And the best part was watching her confidence and excitement grow. You could see it on her face as we talked through how she can position and grow her shop. She even told me at the end she wasn't nervous anymore. It was so great. So I hope you feel inspired and encouraged by our session together. And I'm 100% convinced that you will glean all kinds of tips, insights, and aha moments from this very rich conversation. Let's listen in. Okay. Okay, let's do this, Julia. All right, let's do this. Ready? Okay. So you have a list of questions for me, right? I do. Okay, let's go through them, and I am sure we're going to have 100 bunny trails, and that's great. So lay it on me. Okay, so I just really don't even know where to start with all of this. Like, I have this this, um, business going and kind of like a business, but I want to get on Etsy, but I don't really know, like, what to do first. Like, I'm just, I don't know. Like where to start. Okay. Where so start? you say you, ha- you have a business, you have a product, right? I have a product. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me a little bit about what you, what you're doing. Okay. So I'm laser cutting and laser engraving wood and, um, and acrylic and anything that can be laser, laser cut or laser engraved. I'm doing it. So making ornaments and, you know, for the season right now, focusing on ornaments and, and small signs and little things like that, more of that gift giving type of thing. 
Um, so that's where I'm focusing right now. Okay. And are you going to be doing like custom pieces? Yes. Most of the stuff that I'm doing right now is personalized. Okay. So um, that, I think that's where some of my other questions for later come in. Uh, okay. About personalized um, things to sell. That is, that's actually super exciting. Um, I'm very excited for you because this particular product line literally kills the game. Anytime you can do something small, that's not too expensive. Like people have in their mind this, um, there's some mental, um, sort of spending ideas we have in our mind and like $7.99 is like a no think buy and $9.99 is like a no think buy. And then for some people, anything under $20 or 20 or under is a no think buy. Um, but it's okay if yours are more than that, they should, they're handmade, but I'm just saying smaller things do great on Etsy and personalized things do spectacularly on Etsy. So mm -hmm. you are barking up the right tree. You should be excited. It's going to be really good. But I'm nervous. So where, of course you are. If you don't, if you're not a little nervous, you don't understand what you're about to do. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be good. So tell me where you're selling them now. So right now I'm selling them. Um, I have a Facebook business page, so I'm selling okay. them through there and to friends and family and um, Facebook marketplace, those types of places. Um, those are really kind of, I just put myself out there in those areas to see um, if I could do it locally think that's that was where, what my thoughts were was to try to eliminate the need to mail things and not to overwhelm myself with too many things and just sell locally and see what I could do there okay for doing some some like markets and things like that but I haven't gotten to that yet okay yeah and there's there's definitely pros and cons and we can flesh that out more if you want to um so how are you collecting payment right now um through Zelle or Venmo or Cash App Okay. So you're, okay. You're saying it that way. And then you're doing like drop off or pickup kind of a situation. Yes. Really trying to stay away from drop off because gas right. is really expensive. So right. um, pick up mostly. Okay. Well, I think that your product is spectacular for Etsy. And I think that your next step should be to, to have you, have you created a shop at all? Do you have anything up no. at all? No. Okay. Nervous. Okay. So no, it's going to be fun. I'm going to help you. That's, that's why I'm here. So yeah, we need to get you up in a shop and, and here's the thing, here's where you can feel really comfortable about. Um, it's cause it's okay to be nervous about it. You can go and create the shop and create the listings and they're not live until you make them live. Okay. So they can all be drafts. It's very user-friendly and easy, but I think you will feel better once you get in there and kind of get it built, but don't have the pressure yet of worrying about sales. I think that should, that's the best place to start. You've got a beautiful product. You've got a great concept. By the end of this call, you're going to know exactly what you need to do to get it in front of people and, and having them buy. I will tell you, I started exactly the same way you did with a Facebook page, a website, and like trying to sell local. And I got very, very few sales. Okay. And once I got on Etsy, it took a little bit of time. So that's a good thing is you're, you're, you don't really need to be too braced for impact. It should be a slow, a slow roll here, which is, I think, good when you're feeling a little nervous about it. Um, yeah, but getting on Etsy was huge because it's the, the whole thing when you, when you do it on your own, it's like, just because you build, it doesn't mean they come. <laughs> I'm afraid of, I think in my mind, I think, oh my gosh, when I open it, it's going to be like, all these people are going to run into my store and buy all my stuff. And then what do I do? Like, I'm going to run out and then people are going to be upset with me. And that's probably not going to happen, is it? 
<laughs> you, yeah, you can, you can, well, I do think that you're poised. This is great timing. So we're recording this in November, 2021. You are like poised for great holiday season, but you need to move now. Um, because people are anticipating longer turnaround times this year. They're shopping earlier this year. Like I would want you in the next week to two weeks to have that up and have a few listings out there. So if you're asking, the best place to start is to get that shop up, get some listings in there, and then you don't you don't have to hit publish right away. You don't have to put them out there. You can kind of get it there, see how you're feeling, how it's looking. We're going to have you do a whole bunch of research so you feel comfortable about how it's positioned okay. before you actually make them live. Okay. That sounds good. I'm less, a little less nervous that I'm okay. not going to completely like be overwhelmed. So that's good. It's good news. I think it feels like a lot of pressure once you commit to like opening up the shop and it really isn't, you can start really slow and small. And, um, do you know about vacation mode? Yes. Cause I listened to your um, podcast oh. on vacation <laughs> mode. It's going yeah, to be so your I'll saving be- grace. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Especially because I can't do this outside of my house. I have I have to be here with the equipment in order to to, you know, make make things make product. So, yeah. So if I'm not here, then I can't do it. So vacation mode I think is going to be my friend. For sure. Well, and I use it for like when I just don't have the stock or th- or the time, you know, if I need to focus on my daughter for a week or two, I, I use vacation mode for that. So it's so mom family work friendly. You're gonna love it. Love it. Is there anything else around what, you, why you're nervous that we maybe need to flesh out? Like, do we need a coaching moment around any of that? Are you, or is it just really, you haven't really gotten your fingers in there yet. And that's more where it's coming from. Well, I think the other, the other things that I'm a bit nervous about, um, you know, I know that branding, branding is important and, um, going, you know, going live with some of the pictures that I've, that I've taken so far. And I mean, they're okay for Facebook marketplace, but are they okay for Etsy? I mm-hmm. think it's some of the things that I've been, um, concerned about is like, okay, I'm not as polished as some of those Etsy people, um, you know, are. And so is it, is it okay to go out there, um, a little a little bit still looking like I took pictures in my living room, you know? Yeah. So like, let's jump to that question, I think, and talk about pictures a little bit. So they are the most important thing um, to sell on Etsy. But let me just tell you that when I started, I had my signs propped up against dead trees. Um, <laughs> and it turned out okay. <laughs> so so um, okay. like the great thing is, is like to put your listing live on Etsy costs 20 cents. So you put up what you've got and then you systematically, uh, and, and you know, you go through the research, you see what's really working on Etsy for your product, for your niche. And then you go and you figure out your own way to do it. So you're going to systematically pick a product and then, and kind of improve it. Now, what's a little trickier for you is that you're constantly having a new product to show. You're not using like the same base of a sign like I am and then painting it. So what you're going to end up doing though, and it's going to be totally fine. You're going to have two to four basically setups that okay. you've, that work really well. Um, and you're going to keep using them. So, you know, you've got ornaments. You're probably, you know, you probably need to make sure you've got like a small Christmas tree, you know, one of those little, little tabletop kind. And you right. set it up somewhere cute with some other tinsel and stuff. And you're always going to have a little spot there that you hang the one that you need to photograph and sell right there. And you're going to already have it positioned 
and you're going to be able to go take that shot and then put that on Etsy, even on the phone using your app, using the app on your phone. You can just lift it right up there. You're going to find a few things. And I, I will tell you, I saw, I checked out your Facebook page and I saw you did this video where you held the ornament by the string and it spun around. That was spectacular. Okay. Do okay. that for every single one that needs to go on every single listing. That right there, that's like a super professional Etsy type of thing. Okay. So I really want to encourage you. Like, yeah, some of your photos we can work on and you're going to just need to find staging things. You know, for me, I finally got, okay, so actually I'm going to um, expose myself. This thing here was um, one of the photo decks that I used when I sold smaller signs. So you can get okay. stuff like this that then you can kind of stage your stuff on and you can have somewhere set up where, you know, well, yours are ornaments. So, but they're wood, you know, you might be able to find there's different things you could try and yeah. you're going to test it. And, okay. um, something that you can do it that I did a lot is that I would have the same sign and I would take it on different backgrounds and it'd have more than one listing for the same piece. Mm -hmm. And I would see which one sold, which one did better, which one got more favorites, views, sales, that kind of thing. Okay. And you're just going to kind of, it's a little bit of a science slash art figuring yeah. out what works. Yeah. Okay. Does that help? That makes sense. That, yeah, that definitely helps. Um, just to test the waters there. Right. Like, yeah, okay, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Put up what you've got and then start playing with some different backgrounds. And sometimes the things that you think are going to look great look terrible. Sometimes the things that do look great don't appeal to your customer for some reason. You just have to test and play. And that's why don't feel shy to have several listings for it. Um, if you've only got one and you can't cut another, but you could cut another is, I guess, the good news. You know, you, yeah. you need to make sure and take one down if it sells. So it's a little more finicky that way. Okay. But if you can just make another, I mean, that's the best thing is to not have a ton of inventory and to be able to kind of turn them out as they come in. So you're not spending a ton of money on supplies. See, that's, uh, that's one of my other questions. So that's good lead into the next one, um, about supplies because so since I'm making personalized, um, items, I, I can't make a ton at one time. Right. Yes. So I make one at a time and, um, I make a sample. Um, so what I've been doing is making samples and make it for somebody so when I'm done taking a picture of the sample, I give it to the person that I made it for, and then they can love it and share it with their friends and family. And then hopefully they'll buy more from me. But um, once I'm done with the sample, then I don't have anything. I just am waiting for someone to order it. So um, it, it seems like it'll go slower. Like I'll get, it may take me a little bit longer to, to fulfill orders, Um what what is the norm on Etsy for like turnaround time? Is there a, a norm? So it's going to totally vary by product. That's one of the things. Um, and that here in a few minutes, we should go into talking about the research piece. It's you, you need to go look at the people in your niche who are doing this and have sold a ton and have a bunch of bestsellers in their shop. And okay. you need to see what theirs are and you need to try to match that. The fact that it's personalized, people will take a lot more. They'll give you more time. Um okay. Our, our smaller, our, well, none of our signs are small, but the smaller version is we always have it a one to two week turnaround and our large above bed ones, we do for a two to three week turnaround. I think okay. because you have a smaller item, you probably can't go that long. Um, 
I think people just expect that faster, you know, um, but it is personalized. So you don't need to be shipping it next day. You know, you can probably do three to five to seven days. And and right now, I think people are expecting a longer turnaround. You're going to get more sales, though. So this is actually this is one of the ways that I control my sales, actually. If I need to slow things down, I push out my turnaround time because I'll get fewer orders just by virtue of having a longer turnaround time. Okay. If I want to make more sales, I speed up my turnaround time. And that by just by virtue of that, I'll get more. So that is another way you can kind of play with not having to worry too much about the, you know, the inventory and all that. Okay. Um, but I think, I think what you're doing is great. Actually, I would not sit on a ton of inventory. I would, I'd probably take a few extra pictures when you make one, take, you know, five to seven rather than one or two, since it's going to be making its way out your door. But I love that for you. You're not storing stuff. And yeah. then, um, That'll give you a little bit more. But then what's going to happen is after a little time has passed and your listings are up, a few of your designs are going to emerge as the more common sellers. And if any of them are not personalized, you can have a couple waiting to go out the door. Right. You know, but the personalized ones, they know they're going to have to wait. You know, they're going to. Yeah, because they're hand cut and they're hand painted and they're and I have to glue them all together and, you know. There's a lot of work behind it. But. A lot of work. Yeah, I think it's okay to give yourself time. Okay. Okay, that's that's good. That was one of the things I was nervous about. You'll have, you know, you'll test it. Let's say you put a two-week turnaround time and we look at everything else and your keywords are good and your pictures are good and there's other things like it. We know this kind of thing is selling and you're not. Then we know, well, we need to look at pricing and we need to look at turnaround time. And these are ways that we can tweak it make it faster and then see if you get more sales that way. It's part of just that art of figuring out what's going to work for your shop. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. So I have a question for you. Can I be your coach? Since 2012, I've been working with business owners and all different walks of life and helping them figure out how to grow their businesses, develop themselves, work through fears and challenges, launch a new idea, or create a very fresh vision for their life. One of my core strengths is generating ideas and casting vision on a project. And I would just love to do that for you. Whether you need coaching for your Etsy shop or a completely different business project, I'm here to partner with you for breakthrough and brainstorm brilliant strategies with you. My experience in everything from corporate America to network marketing, to consulting, web design, blogging, Etsy, Shopify, social media management, and now course creation and podcasting has given me quite the breadth of knowledge to help my fellow entrepreneur. And I would be totally delighted to work with you. You can book a coaching session over at howtosellyourstuff.com or shoot me an email at lizziesmiley at yahoo.com and we'll find out if we'd be a good fit. I cannot wait to meet you and hear what you're dreaming about. You said pricing. That led me to, I have one question there and I know you wanted to talk about um, research, but on pricing. um, So I am having a hard time with pricing. I just want to make everything $20 because that seems like an easy, an easy thing to do. Um, But I'm trying to figure out how to price use our considering my time and the um, maintenance of the machine um, because it's a laser and inevitably it's going to need to be maintenanced and something's going to break and you know and so um, how do you how do you do that what do you what are your you know thoughts on how to price considering those other things not just materials 
not yeah exactly right so so um think of it like this so definitely i would you know i would list all those things out i would have a very solid grasp on what all those things are um you're you're gonna have to do the same thing when it comes to some shipping too you know um a lot of times people think that it's just the shipping cost we'll know what about tape fragile stickers boxes or bags packaging like all of these other things that sometimes people don't think of when they just think what's a shipping cost there's so much more to it i literally have to account for the masking tape that i use on my craft paper to wrap up this, you know the twine yeah. the picture all of it it all adds up so you do want to go ahead and, and account for all of those things um and with the machine you're gonna have to do some math figuring out you know what do they say how long things should last uh, you know a blade or the machine itself for the wear and tear. That's some math you'll have to do based on what the manufacturer tells you. So you okay. want to itemize it out for the for each piece. But then here's, so we're actually, this is kind of perfect. This kind of goes into research as well. What, what you're going to have to do for all of this is you're going to go in and, um, and actually you and I will do this off camera. Right now, this is, it's impossible for us to do for the folks who get to kind of listen in on our on our chat but what i do in a coaching session is we go in together and we dig in and we look at who are the top players in your niche what products are selling like gangbusters we're going to go in and we're going to look at those best sellers we're going to figure out how you can play in that pool if assuming you can assuming it's not too saturated that it would make no sense how can you do that with your own, doing it your own way? You're not copying anybody. We want to honor the other artists, but they can inspire us just like artists always do. We're going to go in. What pictures jump out the best in the feed? Which things are our best sellers? What is their turnaround time? What is their pricing? We're going to look, how do they set up their listings? What keywords are they using like in the title of the products that are that are turning up as best sellers or the top of the search? We're going to go in and we're going to figure all that out. And then you're going to make some decisions from there. So ideally in business, obviously, you want to be able to account for all of your um, your expenses and build them in and your work time. But a, a lot of times, and this is why so many businesses fail, in the beginning, you have to kind of take a bit of a pay cut to yeah. establish yourself. So I typically recommend, and it kind of depends on my, on my, you know, my client's goals. It, you know, if, if someone... If someone's goal is, I don't really care how much I, this is just fun. I don't care how much I really make. I'm not trying to really build anything. I'm like, well, then by all means, there's no reason to take a loss. But if someone's like, no, I want to build a business. Well, what I did was I did the exact research we just talked about. And then I, I priced just below a competitor, someone who is doing really well. So that when someone goes in and toggles to give me the lowest to highest cost, they see that I have a comparable product. They know I'm newer. I may not have as many reviews. I may not have the best seller badge but I look really good compared to the other guy and I'm a little bit cheaper. And so it's, it's, a, it's what I would suggest as a pricing strategy for, for you, if you really want to start, you really want to build something here. And I mean, my odds are you do, if you're willing to have a coaching, you know, coaching session, you want to, I would do that. I would start, but then what's going to happen is very quickly you will, um, you will compete. You will start getting sales. You'll start getting reviews and definitely by the point that you've got 100 sales, probably before then, and you've got some five-star glowing reviews in there, you're going to be able to bump up. It wasn't long before I bumped my prices up to the same. Okay. And that's where it, so, and then it, but that's where it gets tricky and you've got to watch this and you've got to decide more long-term, paying attention to when it's time to pivot to other products or to change pricing and things like that. Because what can, what can end up happening is as people get more and more competitive, it's, it's got to over time make sense with what your expenses are. 
So in the beginning, I would take a bit of a hit, especially on labor. Um, You want to be priced just below those bestsellers until you get established. That's just, that's my personal approach when you want to really get in there. Get in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, I can take a hit on labor because it's just me, right? So uh, I I get paid a normal or my, my day job. I'll, I'll take my pay there instead of this. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't make nothing. You shouldn't make nothing, but, but we can't, you know, in the beginning we ha- we're trying to earn the trust of the public. And so as we establish our brand and we establish that trust, we, we kind of have to convince them with a bit of a deal. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Because otherwise then why wouldn't they go to the person who's already established and proven themselves and they have the reviews and they have the sales and they've got the badge and they've got the, you know, why would yeah. they choose? We have to give them a reason to choose us. Choose us. Okay. I like that. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Ready for another question? Yeah, definitely. Or we, or yeah, however you want to go. If you want to dig more into any of those, or you want to go to the next one by all means. Um, let's see. So you mentioned mailing costs. Okay. Um, We're going to go for shipping. Mailing costs. What was that? We're going to go after shipping. Oh, I'm nervous. Well, (laughs) The great uh, thing is, is that your product is light. Yes, it is. It is. I mailed something the other day, though, and I paid $8. And I was like, $8? That's a lot. But so that made me, that made me more um, just skeptical about going, about needing to pay for shipping because the price, I want to keep the price point right. But then if you add shipping on top of that, that increases the price point. So I don't know how to balance that. Like, what do you do there? Well, we're going to do some testing for sure. But what I what I think should be the initial strategy for you, since you have a small product, you have a light product, you're a new shop, you're going to be pricing a bit lower. I think that you should not do the free shipping guarantee. Okay. I think that you should charge for shipping and, and you're going to need to do some testing to see, you know, what may, is there a flat rate you can do or do you need to go by zip code? Part of that is just art. Part of that is getting in and looking at if I ship to California, what does it cost? You know, just knowing what the dimensions of your packaging would be, what the weight of a typical item would be. And you want to look at, so Texas, since we're both in Texas, is going to be the cheapest. So get that as a baseline. Check Pennsylvania, check Florida, and check um, maybe California and and Oregon. And grab zip codes from there and check in the, what'll happen once you create your shop is you can actually, um, I mean, you could do it through the USPS site as well, or FedEx, and you can go in and calculate what the costs are. But if you use Etsy shipping, you can get up to like 30% off retail costs, depending on what it is. It's going to be cheaper just using Etsy shipping labels. Um, that's what I've always done. There are some other companies, like there's something called Pirate Ship and something called ShipStation, which apparently Pirate Ship is the cheapest. And it integrates with Etsy and everything. I've never gone to the trouble of all that because shipping is already a bear for us. And um, we just do it with an Etsy. It's probably one of the things I could look at if I wanted to, you know, if I wanted to see if I could save a little more. But, you know, you want to go and you want to do, um, you always want to do priority mail or something with tracking and insurance. Make sure you do that for yourself. Um, you'll you'll love yourself for it later. And um, you're just going to have to find like a standard packaging. So what's going to be really important for you is making sure you have a way to wrap where your product isn't going to break. 
And so, I mean, you could do maybe a bubble mailer. You may have to test it. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent convinced that's going to. So, yeah. yeah. So I did ship with a bubble mailer, um, but just here in, in town, like far, farther away, you know, in the outskirts of San Antonio. And um, I asked them to let me know if it got there and if it was all in one piece and um, both said, yes, it got there perfectly good. fine. Um, I, I wrapped it inside the bubble mailer. So oh, good. double, double, but I am tomorrow going to ship to California. Um, good. So we'll, we'll see how that goes, but that's a larger order. So um, I'm going to have, I can't use a bubble mailer for that. So okay. I'm going to have to play with a few things. I think. Um, you want to know my secret for this? Tell me I do. Okay. So what I do is I order from, I order a few things from a few different competitors that have the bestseller thing that are selling a ton of stuff. And then a, I get to enjoy the beautiful product and like see and get inspired and like touch it and feel it and just be able to compare apples to apples. But I also see how they package it because they've already gone through the ringer of figuring out what's the safest way. What's the cheapest way? Like why would I go? I mean, I'm going to obviously find my own way from there, but I always use that as a baseline. I love that. It's fun too. It's like, it's happy mail. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just call it research. It is. You could write it off. Yeah. Oh, I like that better. Even better. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So it's a bit of a mess, but I ship Etsy shipping labels will save you so much trouble. A couple other tips. Um, If you don't do this in the beginning because it wouldn't be worth it, but if you, really start moving and grooving, you should buy a label printer, right? You know, you can just get those two sheet peelable. Oh, by the way, get peelable labels. Don't waste your time having to cut the paper and then tape it on there. It's such a, you would not believe what a big difference it makes just to get the little, just on Amazon. I could send you the link, just the little peel, two sheet peel mailer that you put in your printer. Oh yes. And then, but yeah, if you start selling a lot, get a label printer. It will save you ink. It will save you time. It will save you hassle. And then the other thing is, I schedule a mail pickup every day for my orders. I do not waste time going to the post office. I get those labels printed at home. I have like I got a little cheap little scale on Amazon. I weigh them. I do all of it at home. I label them, print it, and I have a pickup. And my mailman is one of my best friends now. His name is Miguel. I I put him on TikTok the other day. He was a very good sport. Um, And you can do FedEx too, though. I actually, we kind of know the FedEx guy, but less so. Okay. So save yourself the time and hassle of going to the post office. I love that. Do you have to pay for mail pickup? No. <gasps> oh, I like that even better. You don't. You can go on, you log in, um, and you you put in, there's a place where you can, I can send you the link if you want, where you can go in and um, schedule a pickup. I actually may not be able to because you've got to, no, I think there's a general one and then it'll just prompt you to log in. You put in your address. You only have to do it once and then you just complete. So okay, a couple other tips too. In the beginning, when I scheduled it, it defaults to like they pick it up from your front porch. Don't do that because the porch pirates will steal it. I once had like four signs stolen off of our front porch and that was after we'd shipped hundreds. It was so weird. Well, it wasn't weird. Like that's just the world we live in, but I'd never had a problem before. And then one day that happened. And after that, mm-mm. so you can toggle down and you can say knock or ring the bell. And you can even leave a note there if you need to. And so they'll come. Um, you'll have a scan sheet. When you'll be able to print out a scan sheet when you print your labels, they will come and scan it and they will take them for you. Um, and it is literally 
you just scale. Oh, it's going to, what it will do is it'll say, you do have to pay if you want them to come at a specific time. If it can just be at your normal mail drop off, which is what I always do. So just whenever he's coming through the neighborhood anyway, he makes a stop yeah. by the house okay. and then he'll, he or she will take it from you. And it, there is this one thing, depending on where some people live, you have to click and say, is it available? Like, like, is this available where I live? But I mean, based on where you live, you shouldn't have a problem. Yeah, it should be. And our mailboxes are right across the street. So I see them. Oh, they're going to love you. They're literally just going to park, do the mail and run over. It'll be so easy. So save yourself the time. It's like. Especially with gas prices. I mean, driving anywhere right now is just crazy. Gas is crazy, but time and traffic. And I'll tell you what, like. Um, I know that a lot of times when people are doing, you know, I think you mentioned this, that you're doing like pickup or drop off or whatever. That mm. to me is so expensive. I would much rather pay for the shipping because then I've got to have the visiting time. And I mean, that's lovely. Like it's lovely to connect with people and everything, but at some point, like you got the drive time, you got the visiting time, you've got the waiting time, you're, you're around other people's schedule. I, it got to the point where even if it was someone in town, I was shipping it to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, smart. I You'll love notice, it in the end. <laughs> I did notice that with the last two, a uh, couple drop-offs, I was like, okay, it's time to go. <laughs> it's getting yeah. Late. I mean, you feel bad because it's lovely catching up with people. Yes. It really is. And we're so, we're in a world where we need that, but yeah. you're also an entrepreneur and a mom and a wife and a full-time corporate girl and nah. Yeah. True. True. Okay. I love it. Thank you. Um. Okay. Let's see. Well, what, what, what do you have for me? I think I'm good on my questions at the moment. I was telling um, you that I don't even know what questions to ask. No, I mean, your questions have been spectacular. So a few things that um, that we sort of mentioned before, like offline, that I, I think we should circle up on and I wanted to talk to you about was branding. Um, around branding your products. And so the great thing about having an Etsy shop is you, there's not a ton of that you have to worry about design wise. I mean, your photos are coming to your branding, your, you can do a header, you know, header picture in your shop that can be cute. But what's most important, I think about branding on Etsy is your customer service. So I think it really comes down to what does your little welcome message say? And you'll see all this when you set up your shop. There'll be a place to put a welcome message. Your about section, your story should be filled out with some pictures, a little bit about you. Your product descriptions shouldn't just be a bullet point list of like, here's here's the data about the thing. You want to kind of create a feeling. Um, you want to have like one or two sentences there that um, talk about the product. Like I always say, you know, we, we hope um, we hope this. Um, this will bring some farmhouse charm to your kitchen nook or something like that, depending on the piece, you know, you want to have a sentence in there. Like, do you have questions? Please reach out. We're super friendly and we'd love to answer them. That's branding on Etsy. When when someone DMs you, you're responding right away. And it's not just like, Hey, it's like, hi there. Thank you so much for your message. I, you know, I, whatever else you can elaborate on and then answer their question and say, don't hesitate to ask me any other questions. That is where the branding comes in. Really, it's how you make the customers feel. And part of that is, yeah, first impression, pictures and all that of your shop, but even more so it's how you sound and how you make them feel. So I think that's really important, you know, in a world where like if you had your own website, it would be different, right? We would have a a bit of a different conversation, but the Etsy community is sort of a brand in and of itself and you're just plugging into that. Okay. And then um, we talked about supply chain and all of that. I wouldn't sweat about the inventory. And then, um, I know what it was. So, oh my gosh, I just had a great idea. So are you on Pinterest? 
I, I mean, okay, great. I'm not on Pinterest, but I am on Pinterest looking at other things. You can go and create like a, a business account on Pinterest okay. to okay. advertise. That would be the, a great way to get your name out there. That would be like off Etsy. I don't know how you feel about like maybe uh, attempting TikTok. I'm not saying you have to dance. I'm saying like use it for like people would love to watch videos of your cutter or your painting or your packaging or whatever. Like you could find some creative ways. There's really creative ways to do TikTok. So like TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn are the three like most viral places right now to share. I know we're all really comfortable with Instagram and Facebook, but they're so um, it's really hard to get seen or to grow a following. So I would say. Pinterest first and foremost. And there is this new thing called idea pins, which is sort of like, are you, cause you're on Instagram, right? Is that like your, your home base kind of? So it's like, yep. it's like if an Instagram story and a reel had a baby, it would be a Pinterest idea. pin. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't expire. Hence the reel. Um, but you can kind of flip through, you can get crazy crazy, crazy exposure on Pinterest right now with them. And it does not matter if your account is brand new. I had something I posted for uh, one of my websites the other day. It's a brand new Pinterest account. I think I have 19 followers and like thousands of people saw it. Wow. And clicked through it. So the only thing that's bad about the idea pins compared to um, a normal Pinterest pin is that you can't add a link so they'd have to then go back to your account and find it. So you'll want to say, you'll want to have, you know, you're going to have to, do some creative thinking that way. But still, if someone falls in love with one of your ornaments, they're going to click your profile and then you'll, they'll be able to find a normal pin with the same wow. product and you can do video pins. Your little, twir- Oh girl, do the little twirly videos and just make like a hundred pins. You're going to have more, more, you're gonna more orders. You know what to do with. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't bother too much with Pinterest or, or Instagram other than to let your friends and family know, like when you're ready to really reach people, I would get on Etsy immediately, Pinterest for sure. Consider TikTok, LinkedIn, because you're actually probably active on there for work, huh? Are you a LinkedIn? Yes. LinkedIn is, is what Facebook was 10 years ago. You can get reach and people are going to totally love that you're bringing your side gig onto your LinkedIn. Oh gosh. I, that's why I said, really, when you said LinkedIn, because I would have never thought LinkedIn for something like this. I, love I mean, that. the reason is that people are multifaceted, right? So they're going to enjoy, and it's still business related. This yes. is your your side hustle. It's business related, but what it, what it like from a practical standpoint, it's just simply you get more reach without having to pay for it. On Facebook and Instagram, you really have to pay for ads these days to get in front of a lot of people if you're not already really established. Otherwise, mm-hmm. on your normal account, it's just in front of your friends and family, and that's great, but it only goes so far, right? When we right. want to reach more people, it's all about like LinkedIn is great for virality. Nice. I like it. I like Isn't that it. fun. Yes. And I'm not opposed to TikTok. I just don't want to dance. No, nor do I <laughs> at all. <laughs> but you're right. The, uh, the engraving and the cutting of the machine, it's fascinating to watch. Um, so that would be a great place to start on TikTok. Even the twirling videos on there. Yeah, yeah. That could be like a 6 second TikTok and you probably honestly like you're you're going to make more than me this year if you do that kind of stuff. <laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea. Those are that was that video really got me. I was like, "Darn, did she have like a videographer do that?" I was really <laughs> impressed with that. 
Thank you. you. So I think you're doing great. I think you need to take the plunge. I have a lot of confidence in your product, in everything you're doing. I am very much here for as you go along and you hit roadblocks. There's no need for you to have all the panic attacks that I did because I did not have someone I could ask. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm excited. Now I'm not nervous. Now I'm excited. Ah, That's crazy. Nervous to excited in 35 minutes. Transformation. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. You are, you are even smiling bigger. (laughs) You are, you're even like a, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, and I think, uh, the fact that you like my twirling video, that makes me even more excited. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, I want to see that for each one and don't one more power tip. Um, I got tripped up for so long that all of my signs had the same background. I was using the same stock. It wasn't a stock photo. It was from my own living room. I was using the same base picture and then putting the, you know, the, the lettering or whatever on my signs. And I was super insecure that every single picture was the same. It does not matter. If it works, you use that same technique for every single thing. Because typically when people are coming across your product, it is in the feed. It's not in your shop. So they're not seeing all of the same pictures. And even when they come to your shop and they see it, honestly, it's very easy on the eye and it helps them to quickly identify what's different from each one. It's not a problem at all. So don't feel like every single time you've got to come up with some great picture or video, find out what works. the video of the twirling works, (laughs) find out what works and then just like recreate it, recreate it, recreate it. And, and, you know, and then sometimes I do, I will test something new and see, I'll do a side by side and I'll have more than one listing of the same thing and say, huh, does this new one work better? Sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't. Okay. Okay. It usually doesn't. Like once I fit, once you figure out that secret sauce, it just, you can just duplicate it. it. Yeah. I like that. I like that because then I'm trying to be creative with my with my work and not have to put all my creative energy into how I'm gonna take a picture so if I can find something then that that'll help me to um, not have to focus as much there and focus more of my attention on creating something fantastic for people yeah no that's awesome and pictures pictures are are like 80% of the battle Um, but once you figure out what works that that piece fades back a little bit yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. So, well, thank you for trusting me with all of this. I, it's been okay. so much fun. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate your time and all the uh, nuggets. I took lots and lots of notes. So, um, I can't wait to try it all. Thank you so much. Yeah. You'll have to keep me posted and we'll dig in. Yeah. You're my new best friend. Uh, well, <laughs> obviously. My best friend and my new best friend. I know. I love that. It's been so fun. All right, girly. All right. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.